Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. And um, hot, isn't it? Whew. Well, yes, it is summer. <laughs> Usually, it's hot. <laughs> this is the UK. It's not meant to be hot in summer, is it? <laughs> no, it's meant to snow in summer in the UK. <laughs> it's kind of notional, notionally hot, isn't it? But it never is. <laughs> well, it is now. It is very hot. And especially in this cafe, but we've got nice little um, air conditioning in here. Yeah. And um, but anyway, we're green cows don't fly. And this is episode, oh, God knows, um, something. Uh, but it's chapter seven of the book. Yes, it is. It is, yeah. Things moving um, along. Yes, nothing is your turn to read. It might well be my turn to read. And um, and we've got some bad news today. Yes. Well, I have some bad news. It's too hot for Brian. Brian's not oh, here Oh, yes, today. He's, he's, he's taking a lie down, isn't he? <laughs> Bless him. He'll be back next week, though. <laughs> He's got, you know, his theatrical costumes. It just got too hot for him. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was playing the Tin Man somewhere, and he overheated, didn't he? <laughs> but we'll send him everybody's good wishes. Yes. So let's get cracking. I think we ought to. I like what you did there, by the way. What's that? <laughs> oh. Only we know. Right. <laughs> let's get cracking then. Why not? <laughs> It might be, because of the heat, it might be a shorter show today as well, actually, because we're both sort of, you know... Can't be bothered. <laughs> it's, just, it's too damn hot. We're not used to this. So if you listen to this out in the far as the tropics somewhere, you'll probably think we're a bit wimpy, but it's just them's the breaks. <laughs> right then. Camera action. Lights. Let's go. Chapter 7. Not Quite So Clean. Do you know that sounds quite Swiss? Doesn't it? Not <laughs> quite it? so clean. <laughs> Not quite so clean. Sounds like a sort of a verdict on uh, somebody... In Switzerland, some, looking at something. Yeah. You know, I've done this, and you look at it. Not quite so clean. Come on, do better. That's what it means, doesn't it? Well, I suppose. Something like that. Right, OK, so... Anyway... Anyway, anyway, anyway. Right. <clears throat> Mrs. Gubbins watches Grandolph disappear through the forest hole, then gives an evil chuckle. What a bunch of 20 carat Egypts. She chuckles evilly. Fancy falling for all that nonsense. Move your foot, dear, splish splosh. <laughs> she quickly removes her apron and headscarf and throws a cigarette into the bin. She then goes to the cupboard and removes a device of some sort. It's a bit like a phone. She taps the screen. Presently, the display lights up bright green. Report, says a disembodied voice from within the device. Yes, it's me, says Mrs Gubbins. The fools have teleported to Holographia and they suspect nothing. It was a piece of piss. They trust me to ensure the farcehall remains secure and safe. I have the talisman in my pocket. Very good. You have done well. There will be a reward for you. In the meantime, you must remain on Earth and see that the portal stays firmly closed until we are ready to unleash our plans, says the disembodied voice. Very good, says Mrs Gubbins, or whoever she is. By the way, did all the fools make the transition, asks the voice. Yes, a lot of them. They have walked into the trap with their eyes closed. Excellent. We will be in touch when we need your help, says the voice. 
The screen goes blank. Mrs. Gubbins parks him up and bucket in the corner, then takes a bottle of blackcurrant wine from Grandolph's special vintage selection. She uncorks the bottle and pours herself a large glass. Cool. What's she? She's a pisshead. <laughs> She's a pisshead, I spy. <laughs> what has she been up to? Well, I don't know. There's some kind of dirty work at the crossroads here, isn't there? She's a yeah. plant. She's Not a, a cleaner. Plant. No, yeah. a plant. <laughs> Pop a potted, potted plant in the corner. <laughs> See, never expect that. People are just going by the, you know, you pass a bloke in the street, he's sweeping the road. But he could be on a secret mission, couldn't he? Yes, and what's that? Would you, who do you think is that um, disembodied voice? I don't know, that must be, well, I don't know, that's whoever she's working for. God knows. It could be, well, it could be Titus, couldn't it? Could well, be probably, anybody. It probably would be, wouldn't it? Could be him or it could be his, one of his minions, mm, her handler. Frank could, Pence. Could, Frank, yeah, it could be Frank Pence. No, he, French Frank Pence as well, she just remembered. Uh, yeah, so, you have to <laughs> Here comes the next bit. God knows what's going to happen here. Uh, right, well, better blast on then before we melt into the ground. Meanwhile on Holographia, Hologria? Holographia, right. Meanwhile on Holographia, Grandolf and the others are arriving in Baum's home world. They suddenly materialise through a green, shimmering, misty portal. It's a bit like stars in their eyes. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be shaking Stevens. Now, can I just ask you, does that mean anything to you? No, not at all. No, I don't know who Shaking Stephen is, but the uh, rest well, I have no oh, idea yeah. what you're on about. Oh, it's a famous programme we used to have here called Stars in the Rise, and basically what it was was karaoke. Uh, but uh, somebody came on, sort of looked like, I don't know, looked like the back of a bus, and they had a bit of a chat. <laughs> and then Matthew Kelly was, Matthew somebody or other, and the whole thing was, uh, who are you going to be tonight? And they were going to be, you know, Shaking Stevens or Beyonce or something like that. And they go through like a big stage makeup thing, but they go through this portal... Uh, and come out the other side, and before they go in, their last words are, Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be whoever it is, Shaking Stevens. Probably cut this bit out because it's dragging it down, but most people no, will know. No, actually, what... it explains it. But most, no. pe- most people will know what it is, don't worry. Well, not Americans won't. <laughs> no, gee, that's true. <laughs> they probably, we call it Stars and Rise, we, they probably call it, I don't stars know. Stars in your eyes. The Rainbow <laughs> Road or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> right, anyway. Tonight, Matthew. No, tonight, Matthew. I'm going to be shaking Stevens. An astonishing sight immediately meets him. Wow, says Moonbeam. Like, how far out is this place? Multicoloured lights flash everywhere, and everything seems to shiver, shimmer, <laughs> and everything seems to shimmer as if it's not solid. Which, in fact, of course, it's not. Tall buildings wobble, squiggle, squirm, and radiate pixels of light in all directions. It's all a little disconcerting. First things first. <laughs> says Bob. Oh no, no, he doesn't. That's first things first. Says Bob, removing a box of what appears to be small pills from his jacket. You must well, got, hang on, hang on. He's got pills in his jacket. Yeah, he's got some sort of pills. I don't know. Is he, is he a push, is he a pusher or something? Has he been hiding that? Well, if Mrs. Gubbins is a spy, then maybe Bob is a um. Maybe a drug baron. Yeah. Anything's possible in this story. <laughs> Bit like the first one, really, <laughs> which is still available on Amazon. Two ninety nine ebook, six ninety nine paperback. Look it up. Green cows don't fly. The Questor's Guide to Saving It. Brackets the world that is. Oh, you got the title this time. Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've struggled with that over the past couple of weeks. I wouldn't make it uh, on the TV as a voiceover <laughs> advert man, especially not for finance. I love those, don't you? The finance no. ones. They go, oh, take a loan or something like that. You know, blah blah. Take a loan, yeah, and then then life. at the end, 
uh, terms and conditions are like they sort of reel off about a million different things at the end just to cover their backsides. Hoping you don't hear it. Yeah, yeah, hoping you don't hear it. By the way, you'll have to give us two kidneys. Goodbye. Um, Anyway, we're digressing. Pills. Right, digressing. First thing first, says Bob, removing what appear to be a small box of white pills from his jacket. You must take one of these. What are they? says Grandolf. They will solidify your surroundings and enable you to interact normally while you're here on Holographia. Just as you do on Earth, Bob says. Moonbeam is first in the queue. Oh, he would be, wouldn't he? Maybe I better have two just to be on the safe side, he says. That will not be necessary. One will do the trick. But look how many you've got. Surely two would be better, he insists. One is always required. Moonbeam takes his pill but looks pissed off. Here, Grandolf, says Bob, proffering the box. Thank you, Bob, says Grandolf, taking the pill. Here, hello, dear. Says Bob. No. <laughs> Here, hello, Gia. Says Bob, proffering the box again. Thank you, Bob. Says Alugia, taking a pill. Here, Christina. Says Bob, proffering the box once more. Thank you, Bob. Says Christina, taking a pill. Here, Crazel. Says Bob, proffering the box for the fourth time. <laughs> Thank you, Bob, says Quizzell, <laughs> taking a pill. <laughs> the, pills t- the, p- <laughs> the pills taste like those little mints you get in the plastic box. You know the ones, don't you? Tic Tacs, yes, that's them. Anyway, once they've all taken a pill, the scenery and surroundings stop jiggling around and the ground beneath their feet feels solid. So, ha- hang on, so they take a pill and um, that just does it? Yeah, it alters their mind in some kind of way, I guess. You know, strong stuff, whatever it is. Tic Tac. <laughs> I want some of that. <laughs> Do you know I use some? A friend of mine, friend of mine, was addicted to smint. One, there was those other mints called smint. Do you remember those? Who are kind of? Yeah, I remember those. I still yeah. get those. Yeah, you can Why probably still it? get What do you mean? What happened when you they, didn't they, get they, they one? Were sure, they, were sure. well, yeah, they were sure they needed them. You know, they kept on having to have copious amounts of them through the day. It's a true story. I hope they got cured. They probably went into the priory and got sort of weaned off them or something like that. But don't they cause diarrhoea if taken in excess kind probably, of thing? I Probably. I, I didn't sort of... I <laughs> probably did. Oh, yeah. What is that? What a... What's that thing they've got in them? Sorbitol or something? Is it sorbitol? Something. It something be healthy. Yeah. Sorbitol or something like that does. Actually, sorbitol sounds like a world close to holographia, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> the yeah, planet of sorbitol. Right, make a note. We'll have to have the planet of sorbitol <laughs> later on in this. <laughs> uh, right, where, where the hell are we? Uh, uh, they've right. just taken pills and everything oh, yeah, solidified yeah, behind yeah. their feet, below their feet. Yeah, right, here we go. <clears throat> Gosh, that's better, Bob. I was feeling kind of woozy there, says Grandolf. Without warning, they all hear the repeating scraping sound of a craft of some sort as it materialises out of thin air next to them. Ah, I'm welcome, committee, says Bob. There's a whooshing sound and a door opens on the side of the craft and a set of steps lowers slowly. At the top of the step, there stands a figure who could almost be Bob's twin brother. Or sister. It's hard to tell with holograms. First. <laughs> Get on board says the figure, gesturing down to them. Follow me, says Bob, <laughs> who immediately takes off up the steps. They all follow him onto the craft, and as soon as they are safely inside, the steps raise and the door closes with the same whooshing sound. 
The inside of the circular craft is incredible. There are flashing lights, brightly lit display panels everywhere, and over in one area, a small group of holograms is watching what looks like a plasma TV fixed to the wall. A drum break sounds a and the theme music to EastEnders floats across the flight deck. Oh. <laughs> They're watching, watching East End as well. <laughs> I don't believe it. Gets everywhere, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, space East Enders. God help them if that's the best they can do. You know, if that's what yeah, they think are things. Well, if they can travel around, you know, like on spaceships and yeah. all the rest of it, sure, it, it makes sense that they can tap into Probably. East Enders. <laughs> but, but it's typical. <laughs> typical. Bet you they're not paying the TV licence. Oh, I bet they don't. Bet you're getting that. <gasps> bet you're getting that buck shea. That's terrible. I'm going to report them. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on the door. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the, the theme music of East Enders floats across the flight deck. With the show now over, the holograms begin to disperse to their various workstations. The questers hear snippets of conversations as they walk by. That Danny Dyer is a right toaster, any? Says one hologram. Yes. All that cockety, hard case shtick is complete bollocks, says another. I like the better the old days, when Dot and Pauline and all of them, says another. If you ask me, Harry's ten times better. Nowhere near so much misery, says a fourth. Oh, they'll talk. That's over. <laughs> they'll talk differently, don't they? <laughs> Talk must be like our accents, really. Must be like, you know, the same as accents on Earth, mustn't it? They've been watching too much EastEnders, clearly. Yeah, they have, yeah. Call it radio and talk like that in EastEnders, don't they? Typical scene in EastEnders. What's going on? Don't know. What's going on? Anyway, got to go. Laters. Yeah, laters. That's it. <laughs> and then somebody starts crying. If I'm and then somebody starts crying. You believe me, ain't worth it. Yeah, and then that's the last scene. It's He's always not in your the... baby. It's, all... <laughs> it's always in the semi-darkness. There's some actress, <laughs> poor actress, you know, with mascara running down her cheeks, bawling her eyes out. Or if it's not her, it's Danny Dara. I've always said, I've always got to top myself. I'd watch back-to-back episodes of EastEnders and then get on with it. It'll put me in the right frame <laughs> of mind for it. <laughs> yeah. anyway, anyway, sorry, EastEnders. We love you really, Yeah, loves. there's people who love it, you know. Oh, I know, right. I, I've got my friend, a friend who lives in France who wouldn't miss it. He says it's a kind of a... You know, it's a, it's a kind of a throwback to home. But that's in a, But what about this sort of... <laughs> ask him, does he not want to commit suicide every time he watches it? And he says, no, you get over that. You get over it if you watch enough of it. Right, anyway. Sorry, EastEnders. Lavies. Right. <clears throat> Randolph looks around. The ship has a familiar feel to him. He tries to place it. He's been here before. He's sure he has. It suddenly dawns on him. The ship is almost identical to the one he captained in that film where he co-starred with Stallone. The Klingons on Uranus. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, Uranus. The Klingons on Uranus. I beg your pardon. Old habits die hard. <laughs> the similarity is stunning. So much so, he's convinced he could take the controls and set off on an important mission. The hologram from the top of the steps, who looks like Bob's twin, says, Welcome home. XZ-9-Hashtag 76. Thank you. YT. No. <laughs> no, it's Bob's no, voice. Bob, Thank you. YT dash six dash hashtag 41. It seems I have returned just in time, responds Bob. XZ dash nine hashtag 76. <laughs> That's a funny name, says, <laughs> says Crazel. <laughs> you kept that quiet, Bobby boy. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, our names in holograph here are quite old. We are given them as soon as our motherboards activate. But when we travel to other worlds, we adapt names best suited to that world. Hence, with Earth, I wait for Bob. Um, continuity here. Would yeah. we call something different in book one? Something like Kirk and Wink. Yes, he was. <laughs> we'll have to hope so he's got... <laughs> Somebody got a number as well, doesn't he? Yeah, as well, yeah, he's got he's got a number of aliases by the side of things. Geeky fans will sort of at conventions will come up to us and say, you know, in Boots like he was called something different. So he was. <laughs> well that could be a barcode, couldn't it? It could be a barcode, couldn't it, yeah. Just just Did, put through a voice. A, no, you wouldn't remember it? that film. There was a film where people had, where guys, hitmen had barcodes on the back tattooed off the head. I mean tattooed on the back of the head. <laughs> no. But you probably didn't see that. No, I didn't see that one. No, there, no, I've no, just got visions now of people in black suits on a on a conveyor belt going through boop. boop. <laughs> <laughs> Getting packed into bags. What's what was it called? I've probably heard the name. I'm good at hearing the names, but I've never seen the films. I think it was called Hitman, just like Ooh. that. Sounds like I may have heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Tim, Oliphant was in it anyway. I think it was Tim, called Tim, Hitman. Timothy the Elephant? No, Oliphant. <laughs> Hence with Earth, I went for Bob. You'll always be Bob to me. Smiles Elogia. And me as well. Chimes in Pristina. YT-6 hashtag 41 says, I think to avoid confusion... And things getting into a right old palaver. If the going gets tough, it might be best if you all call me Nigel. <laughs> Good idea, Nigel, says Grandolf. These voices are everywhere today. <laughs> the voices, the voices <laughs> in my head. I don't mean, I don't mean the sort of silly, the scary voices. We need to do more rehearsal of these, really. We should really. You know, can you imagine if we were working with Gilgood or Stallone? <laughs> Well, not with Gilgood, we won't be working with him. No, that's true. He's not alive well, anymore. Well, no, not, not in the afterlife, perhaps. But you didn't learn your lines, love. Oh, God. Your actions are all over the place, for God's sake. I can't wait. Oh, I've been, in, I've been in plays where people didn't learn their lines. It was just a nightmare. It's <laughs> it, seriously. Oh, you, it's not hard to learn a few things. Bet, uh, that's an interesting point, actually, because I, I do wonder what it's like learning lines. Um, you know, when you're actually when you're actually having to pl- do plays like you've done... Um, it, do, you, do, you, do you find that they sort of... Sorry, we're going serious. Where are you? Let's take a sidebar and talk about theatre. Serious actoring talk. <laughs> do, you, do you find them... I mean, did you find them easy or did you find them sort of problematic or was it a mixture? No, I find it quite easy. And, and the, what helps is, as well, if you... Rather than trust dry learn lines, if you think about what's going on. Mm. So a lot of it is natural what, that you would say a yeah. particular line. If you, if you kind of really think about what your character wants in that scene. Yes. Um, what's and what's going on? So um, if you just learn a little recite lines, then it can be a bit repetitive, a bit annoying. But yeah, and what I did a lot is um, saying them out loud yeah. when I learned them. Yeah. So I'd be in the garden, quote, you know, do it going through my yeah. lines. <laughs> Walking up, <there>, smiting <laughs> your own brow, having two way conversations. Helps because it's very strange because once you learn these things and you're in, the, in your head and you say them, mm. there's something a block happens yeah. that you can't quite you forget them. Yeah. So it's easier to learn them. By speaking them out loud. Yes, because, I mean, looking at their old EastEnders and Coronation Street and all those soaps, I mean, they're, they're on such a treadmill. Yeah, I don't I, think they get much time to no, learn their don't. lines from what I... No, I've, I've heard that, you know, I've heard many of them saying that. And, you know, it's on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. It must, it's, it must be fairly uh, stressful. Yeah, so if you know what's going on in a scene, it's a lot easier because you can you can pretty much improvise most of it yourself yeah, if you have to, yeah. because you know where the scene is going mm. and what the structure of the... Yes. You know, the... 
the, the plot is in that particular yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you'd see. I, I used to, um, you know, the more you read the play as well, the more you read it and you re- do the rehearsal with the book in front of you, you just becomes much more natural, much more certain, you know, just goes in. Yeah, it's... Uh, yes, anyway, that's... Uh, yeah, well, that was acting today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next week... Somebody who doesn't do it, right? Next week, corpsing. <laughs> Oh, I could say something about that. Oh, I know. It happens <laughs> on this show quite a lot. Uh, right, so... Yes, but I was—I would have gone into, you know, corpsing, as in corpses and... Oh, oh yeah, oh, right, the act of corpsing. Murder, most oh, foul. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You may have seen me. I played, uh, I played, the, <laughs> I played the body on the slab in, I don't know, uh, what would you call it? <laughs> Silent Witness, episode 14. You, they all said I was you, very good. Uh, you were the dead person, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. Actually, it's quite an odd, isn't it? You know, if you've got a whole, if you've got we're a clo- if you've got say the camera holds on you for about five, you know, five seconds, and you're playing a stiff, it must be hard not to wink or blink or sniff or breathe. S- snivel or breathe or something like that, wasn't it? I was a, I was a dead um, French soldier one in a play, mm. and uh, it was quite sort of a surreal play. But anyway. I was a dead, pl- a dead soldier. <laughs> I got the hiccups on stage. It's awful. <laughs> laying there on the floor. <laughs> Brilliant. I had me there with my phone, video, and that. <laughs> I should have sort of pretended. He- I didn't. I tried to, to, you know, try to um, hide it, but yeah. I should have just gone into a big death. Yeah. <laughs> rattle. Brilliant. But, um, do you not want the hiccups when you're playing the stuff? Definitely not. No. Um, still. Uh, okay, we better press on here, I suppose. Yes, I've forgotten the, the, well, what, what, what's actually right. happening. I think, I think they're, I, they're on a we'll watching just, EastEnders on a spaceship. Yes, we'll just spool it back a bit. So, um, so this this YT dash six hashtag forty one has just said, it might be best. It might be best if you all call me Nigel. Good idea, Nigel says Grandolf. So, what's the story? We are here to help Bob save holographia, but what must we do? Excellent. That is heartening to hear. Let me fill you in on the state of play then. It's like this. I know. (laughs) It's like like this. We are under attack from an evil and ruthless king. And so he is trying to get to Holographia and change all of its programming. That is to say, the programming of each and every hologram. It is his plan to make us all subservient drones. Only fit to do his bidding, says Nigel. I see. That's not good. It's bad. And we will not stand idly by and let it happen. Who is this evil monarch? It's not by any chance a chap called King Flardas, is it? Says Grandolf. No, not he. But father, you should mention him. Because it's a cousin of his. A cousin three times removed on his mother's brother's side of the dynasty. This one goes by the name of... King Titus. I see. And what's his personality like? Is he a ruthless killer? Asks Grandolf. No. He's a bit lugubrious, this guy, isn't he? No. Yeah. <laughs> not particularly, but he is a terrible miser. He is so tight, he would not spend Christmas. The idea of parting with so much as a single brass rezo angers him, and that is why he wishes to take us over. <laughs> But what will taking over holographia achieve? <laughs> Asks Grayzel. <laughs> when we are under his control, he will have us reprogrammed to carry out his dirty work. Rob banks, embezzle funds, and steal prices, paintings, and artifacts. 
he wishes to become so rich that he will spend his days sitting atop his treasure trove, cash, jewellery and other precious things. He will force holographians to become slaves. Well, of course, we simply cannot let that happen. What must we do? says Grandolf. You must go on a quest to King Tidehorse's planet. There you must seek out a missing talisman he holds dear, then bring it back here. Once we have it, we will... Don't tell me. This talisman doesn't happen to be a piecing mess. A piecing Jesus. A piecing mess, that's good. Don't tell me. This talisman doesn't happen to be a piece missing from a kind of magic jigsaw, does it? Says Crazel. Holy Allegraphia. How did you know that? Says Nigel. Oh, just a hunch, says Crazel. Amazing. Once you have the talisman, you must... Fit it into the jigsaw, and that will vanquish this tight-ass guy. Am I right? Says Crazel. That's extraordinary. How did you know that? Says an astonished Nigel. Oh, lucky guess, replies Crazel. The questers are dumbstruck and look at one another in wild surmise. Meanwhile, Bob has the decency to look slightly embarrassed. It's like bloody Groundhog Day. This is crazy. Says Pristina. Not again. Says Elodia. Shit in our souls says Crazel. Like, hey, like dudes, what is a talisman? Sounds kind of funky, says Moonbeam. Shut up, Moonbeam! Shut up, Moonbeam! They all shout in unison. Well, how extraordinary, Nigel, because you know we have just successfully completed a similar task only recently. Therefore, I would say we're on a roll. This should be no problem for us whatsoever, says Grandolf. Superb news. Certainly taking a lot... <laughs> <laughs> well, don't be too excited. <laughs> well, he's, 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 you know, he's, he doesn't get too excited. He's obviously, you know, main man. Low on battery as well. Yeah, he, low on, yeah, he could be low on battery. Um, Superb news. It's certainly taken a lot off my mind, says Nigel. Good, so I say this. Call a council of your leaders and let us draw plans to save Holographia and do it speedily, for I'm sure there would likely be no time to lose, says Grandolf. He cannot see the other questers who are standing behind him as he speaks. It's probably just as well, too. They're not looking too best pleased. Well, that's the end of that chapter. Blimey. A lot happened there. Struggling with your voices, then. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to read these ahead of time, you know. Need to colour-code them, see. <laughs> when you gave me the script last week, they were colour-coded. Better, that. Well, you see, I was um, lazy this week. You've got to colour code your own, can't you? Yeah, yeah, I suppose Get so. pencils out. I suppose, I suppose so. We could turn the rest of them into two-handers. <laughs> Grandolf and Pristina. That might make yeah. it easier, mightn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yeah, it's quite some revelation, revelations. Revelations. Mrs. Gobbins is a yeah. spy. Yeah. And... Yeah, uh, holographia. Yeah, and it turns out that the, protagon- the antagonist in the last book and this new antagonist are mem- alien members of the same family. Who'd have thought it? Well, I think we did know that. I think didn't King Titus mention that in one of his chapters? That he's oh, you could be. Yes, yes, you could you're be. Not oh, yes. Attention, no, are I'm you? not. I'm not. <laughs> not remember that. No, and of course, you know, the oldest trick in the book there: get the same plot in twice. Plenty of exactly. people used to do that. You know, Easy. just call well, things a few works. different things. If we'll have to come up works. with. Some, it does. We'll have to come up with two different. Uh, we'll have to come up with different set of things, which I'm sure you will. I'm sure you not will. Sure. Not me. AI. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, or whoever's writing this. 
this nonsense. Um, <laughs> and now, now we come to a sad moment, don't we? We do. Actually, actually, this week we're not going to have a horoscope. I'm going to actually, I'm going to give you a horoscope. Oh right, just now, okay. right now. Right, okay. Is the it for sun me? is out. No, yeah. it's for everyone. Oh, right. The sun is out. Next week is going to be hot. Ah, yeah. ah, you're going nice. to be sweating all all week. <laughs> That's my prediction. In the UK, that is perhaps the not. Rest, in, I don't uh, care. I know, probably not out on the. I don't know. Where would it be? Antarctica or something and, like that? Yes. Still, still probably a bit nippy. Actually, did you see that piece of footage on the week of the guy in Kazakhstan who uh, was, he filmed the distant avalanche, which can, ha- you know, hurt the dynamite and then envelop them all. It's, it work, look it up, it's brilliant. Anyway. Take, yeah, you, you would not believe it's the most incredible piece of footage. Just mobile phone footage was extraordinary. Anyway. Anyway, well, um, so yeah, so, so, that's so your next, star week, for next week, yeah, your stars will be reinstated by Brian next week when he cools down a bit. Um, we're gonna and, bring him an ice pack now. Oh, he's just he's just sent me an email, so the email's oh. just come in. Uh, uh, what's, what's he said? Uh, sorry, I couldn't make it. Hope the fans aren't too disappointed. Tell them I should be back and fighting fit next week. Love, Brian. Oh, how nice. that's nice, isn't it? Bless and by him. fans, he probably means people who like him as opposed to the thing that cools you down. Yeah, well, I was just I was thinking exactly the same thing. I'm about to switch mine back on again. Uh, well, that old. leaves us to um, say goodbye for this week. It does leave us to say goodbye for this week. So I think what we ought to do is say goodbye for this Not week. Not melt during the week? No, let's hope we don't melt away because I know we're talking about the weather, but this is the UK. Uh, next week, as we sit and record this, uh, next Monday and Tuesday might be record temperatures. And then everybody in the country will go, oh, it's too warm, too hot. too hot. And then three days later, we shall have a, I don't know, snow or Snowstorm. ice or frost or something like that. But in the meantime, wherever you are in this great planet of ours, have a good week. Goodbye. <laughs>